Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. and 22. Welcome everybody to Susie School. Now I know that I said on Thursday that I was going to talk about, I don't remember what I said I was going to talk about, but I don't want to talk about whatever that was. I want to talk about what I'm going to talk to you about now. And I want to talk to you about this because this market has been a very, very difficult market. And it affects everybody. It affects you if you're in your 401ks or your TSPs or your 403bs or your IRAs. It affects you if you are an investor and you're looking for income. It affects you in every possible way. And this past week was a really, really rough week for the market. However, I think many of you will remember, if not, I'm sure you can just listen to a few podcasts ago where I said, I just wanted us all to be careful and wait to see what happens till about April 4th. And sure enough, on April 4th, I watched and I watched the markets do relatively okay. But I said, okay, Susie, April 4th, this week, what's going to happen this week? Because I really believed that this week would tell the tale. And on April 5th, April 6th, we got obliterated. These markets really showed what they're afraid of and what we should do. Now, why did I want to wait until April 4th? Because I was totally convinced that after the March meeting of the Feds, and where they indicated that they were going to start to raise rates, that a few of the Fed governors would start to show their hands, they would start to possibly get nervous about inflation, and maybe indicate what they were going to do even more so than they did in the future. And I figured if they didn't say anything, and everything was going along, and they didn't really make any recommendations, maybe they would think that inflation could come under control and they wouldn't have to raise interest rates as much and that would be good for the stock market. But that is not what happened. What happened was one of the more, I'd say, conservative, in not a political sense, but with how they feel about raising interest rates, governors talked about how they felt. And as soon as that happened, these markets took a dive. 
And essentially what was said is, we are afraid of inflation. We're going to raise interest rates even more. We want to become more aggressive, probably raising at 0.50% in the next meeting. And as soon as that got out, you could watch, bam, 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 these markets go totally down the drain. So I watched that and realized, oh, this is here to stay. This is here to stay for a while. So the question becomes, why does the market go down when interest rates go up? And I addressed this in past podcasts, but essentially you just need to know that when the feds start to raise interest rates, the stock market starts to go down. It's more expensive for companies to borrow money and on and on, but the stock market does not like when interest rates are going up. Just know that. So the true question becomes, what should we do now? But before I tell you what it is that I want you to do, let's look back at a little bit about what we have been doing. Now, hopefully, you've gotten out of your long-term bond funds or ETFs. I've told you time and time again, I don't like bond funds, especially if they are long-term. I don't like bond ETFs, especially if they are long-term. If you could be into short-term bond funds or ETFs, okay. But intermediate, depending on the fund that you're in, okay. But overall, in a rising interest rate environment, I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like them. If you want individual bonds, I don't have a problem with that because individual bonds have a maturity date. You know you're going to get back your principal when that bond matures. In ETFs and funds, you never know that you are going to get back the money that you put in because it doesn't have a maturity date. I've even said to you, you might want to think about buying two-year treasury notes with money that you just want safe and sound. You know you're not going to touch. You want a higher interest rate than you can get anywhere because right now you can get about 2.5%. And you know that they're guaranteed by the United States government. And so you might want to look into that. So I don't mind individual bonds, certain ones, obviously, but I do mind bond funds, especially if they are long-term bond funds or ETFs. So hopefully you've gotten out of your long-term bond funds. I started to talk about this a long time ago. We'll see if you did or you didn't. Hopefully you have gotten into I-bonds. Now, I know all of you think that just because interest rates are going up, that the interest rates on I-bonds for the month of May, when they set their new interest rate, will probably go up. Maybe yes, maybe no. I think it's going to be about a 6.86% reset, but you might want to just watch it. And as soon as I know for sure, I'll let you know on the podcast. And you have till about April 28th to buy your I-bonds if you're going to. And still lock in the current interest rate that I-bonds are offering. But I don't have a problem if you buy them right here and right now and just lock in the 7.12% that they're offering. Obviously, it's reset every six months. 
So that's about 3.56%. But for six months, it's not bad. And then we see how it resets six months after that. Hopefully, you have been dollar cost averaging into the ETF of VTI or VU, VOO, or Noble, N-O-B-L, especially on days when the markets have gone down or tumbled. Now, so many of you have written in and said, but Susie, isn't that like timing the stock market? Not really. It was obvious that these markets were going to be absolutely volatile, and we were going to have extreme ups, extreme downs. And so if you were going to be investing every month or every so often with smaller amounts of money into these ETFs, then don't do it on a day that the market is way up. Do it on a day when the market was down. Now, was that a calculated guess on my part? Absolutely. But it was pretty much of an educated one. Would I normally recommend that? I would not. So I would never say to you, wait, because there are times when these markets are going to go up, 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 and they are not going to look back. Remember 2018, when these markets took a tank, and then all of a sudden they turned around and bam, they went up, up, up. And then March 30th, of 2020, the markets went down. And then a little bit, they went back up and they didn't turn around until essentially just a little bit ago, but just for about this time. So don't take it forever. Okay, everybody. Next. It was obvious, especially a long time ago, that oil was somewhere we should probably be invested. So hopefully you bought XLE, which is an ETF, or you bought Chevron a while ago. Another little while ago, I suggested Devon Energy. And hopefully you purchased those and you're just simply holding on for them for now. I know a lot of people have said they think oil has turned over. And to get out, I had somebody write in to the podcast. And again, you can always write in And I'm answering more and more questions, by the way, if you ask questions via the app. So if you want to become part of the Women and Money community, just go to Apple Apps or Google Play, download the Women and Money app, go to where it says Ask Susie a Question, and many of you can attest to the fact that that's where I've been answering many, many questions personally. So ask your question there or... If you don't know how to use apps, then go to asksusiepodcast at gmail.com. Submit your question there. Maybe I'll answer it. But either way, those are the questions that are chosen for the Ask Susie and KT podcast that we drop on Thursdays. So if you want your question answered and KT picks it, that is how you do it. But somebody wrote in a little bit ago and says, their financial advisor said it's time to sell Chevron. Chevron is turning over. Are you positive about that financial advisor? Really? Have you looked at Chevron? Did you look at even what they closed at on Friday? Do you see the dividend that they are paying? So, you know, Chevron was up 2.83 points on Friday. They're at almost $170 a share. Their high for the year was 174, close to 175, and they're paying you 3.40%. Are you positive about that, financial advisor? Just same. 
I personally think given what's happening in Ukraine, the destruction that's going on there, the fight over oil, I think oil could absolutely still go up from here. Time will tell. But in the meantime, you are making such incredible dividends on these ETFs and stocks. It's not even funny. Next, we've been doing these things and we've been doing it and we've been doing pretty well. However, we need to do one more thing. And that is exactly what the market showed me this week. Actually, it should have shown me this a long time ago, but it really drove it home this week. And what we need to do is we need to add another exchange-traded fund that exposes us to consumer staple stocks. So before I tell you what that ETF is and what I want you to do, I want to go to Susie's school here and give you a lesson on what are consumer staples and what are two other categories that work with them so you can get an understanding of what you should be looking for, especially during a high inflation cycle, especially if you're looking for good interest rates as well. So what are consumer staples? Consumer staples are things that you have got to have that the consumer, meaning you, they're staples that you need in your home. You need food, you need beverages, you need household goods, you need items that are essential. And because they are essential, they are a staple in every single home. And no matter what inflation does, you have got to buy them. Just because inflation is going up and eggs are more expensive, milk is more expensive, you have got to buy them. Gasoline, you have got to buy it. Chevron, are you understanding? Consumer staples, items that are essential. And no matter what happens with interest rates or inflations, you are going to buy the products of the companies that make consumer staple items. This is the area that we are going to focus on. But I want to educate you a little bit more on what are other kinds of consumer stocks so you don't confuse anything else with consumer staples. There's another category called consumer discretionary stocks. Now, these are goods that you buy, but they're not essential. They may be desirable to all of you, but they're not essential. So you have to know the difference between consumer staple items and items that fall under the category of consumer discretionary so that you know that you're getting into the right ETF because there are ETFs. And I want you to do this, by the way, via an exchange traded fund versus buying individual stocks, unless you have a whole lot of money and you could buy like 25 different stocks on your own. But why do that when you can just buy an ETF that does this for you? 
So I want you to know that you're getting the right ETF. I also just want to say there is another category. And this is a category that really is going to get hit right now. And that is a category called durable goods. And durable goods are items that you buy that are good for the long run. They're durable. They don't expire. You don't use it up. They're items like cars and boats and washing machines and dishwashers and items that you buy that are expected to last for like seven years. Because when inflation hits, when the economy starts to go a little wonky, most of you decide, you know what? I'd rather hold on to my cash than buy these things. So you want your money invested in all different kinds of ways, but you also want your money exposed to things right now that people need to spend their money on. Now, again, before I get to the ETF I want you to buy, I want to talk about the ETFs that many of you have been buying especially the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, as well as the Vanguard Standard & Poor's Index Fund, symbol for that is VOO, symbol for the total stock market is VTI. The problem with those two ETFs, and it's not a big problem, but the problem with that, which is why they have gone down, but listen, they've only gone down for the VTI, about 6.35% from the year beginning. And VU has gone down only about 5.19%. But you have been making 1.31% on your money in VU, 1.24% on your money in VTI. Obviously, these interest rates are the dividends that these ETFs have been paying you. However, if you want to switch to VU, I don't have a problem with that but you need that exposure. But here is what I want to enlighten you on. The top holdings of these two most popular ETFs are identical. The top five or six holdings for VTI are Apple, Microsoft, Google, Tesla, NVIDIA, Facebook, and I could go on. They are identical, the two of them. And those are all stocks that have been hit. NVIDIA alone, which I love that stock, got hit by 13% this week. These are stocks that are not consumer staples. These are stocks that tend to get hurt when interest rates rise. There will come a time when you absolutely want to be in these stocks because the markets will turn. I don't know when that will be, but that will happen. And as long as you keep dollar cost averaging into them, fabulous. In the long run, as long as you know you don't need your money for 5, 7, 10, 15 years or longer, you want to keep doing that because the main holdings of these two ETFs are extraordinary. 
Again, you are diversified and you haven't been hit that bad, truthfully. And then we have Noble, symbol N-O-B-L-E-T-F. Now, this is the symbol of the ProShares, Standard and Poor's, Dividend Aristocrats. And really, the reason that we talked about this ETF is it is this ETF where they put in stocks that have had 25 years of dividend growth, some of the best stocks of the Standard & Poor's 500. And those top holdings, those stocks are like Archer Daniel Midland, Chevron, um, I'm trying to think of some, Consolidated Edison, General Dynamics, all kinds of stocks that are great, that are very, very different than the stocks that are in VTI and VU. And if you look at these stocks, I mean, truthfully, they're number one, giving you a dividend yield of about 1.94%, and they're only down 1.46% on the year. So do you see that if you diversified among all these things or these ETFs, how you really wouldn't have been hurt that badly? However, you also need more diversification. And the reason that I'm telling you this is because I do think inflation is here to stay for a while. I do think the feds are going to do exactly what they said they're going to do, and they're going to continue to raise interest rates. And you need exposure to at least one ETF that takes that into consideration. And that ETF, the symbol is XLP. And XLP is the Consumer Staples Select Sector Spider Fund. Now, what are the top holdings in the Consumer Staples Select Spider Fund or the ETF XLP? Procter & Gamble, Costco, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. Are you noticing a trend here, everybody? Philip Morris, what do these companies do? They sell you your toothpaste. They sell you things that you drink, whether you smoke or not. I don't want to go into that, but it's true. Philip Morris is one of them. Walmart is part of it. Colgate Palmolive, Kimberly Clark, General Mills, the Hershey Company. I'm sure there's many more. You can look them up. Those are the ones that come to my mind right now. But listen to the names of those companies. Those are all companies that sell you staples that you need. Costco, yes. You go there. What a fabulous stock Costco has been. Why? Because that is where you go when you need things and you buy them in bulk for less money. And again, what are you buying? You are buying things that you need. You are buying things that have expired and you have to replace it. Now, just to give you a difference in things is that if you were to look up a ETF that had discretionary stocks in it, you would find stocks like Amazon, Home Depot, McDonald's, maybe Nike, Lowe's, companies like that. Companies that normally you don't have to go to McDonald's 
You get to go to McDonald's because you want to go to McDonald's. It is not a staple, but maybe for some of you it is. It is not a staple that you need. So you just have to be careful and make sure that if you're going to do an ETF that is a consumer staple, my favorite one is XLP are the symbols. Now there are other ones out there, such as Vanguard Consumer Staple Fund, symbol VDC. I think there's one FXG, which is like the first trust consumer staple. There was another one by Fidelity. I think the symbol is FSTA. But I happen to like for, just because I like them, XLP. So you might want to think about when you're now contributing to your Roth IRAs or places that you can buy exchange traded funds, you might want to think about taking some of the money that you were putting towards VTI or VOO or NOBL or even XLE, exchange traded funds. You might want to think about putting some of that money towards XLP. All right, so just a few stats on XLP. It's going to pay you a 2.49% dividend. That's great, everybody. It closed on Friday at about $78, $79 a share, okay? Its high of the year was about $79 a share. And if you had purchased it in January, it's up 2.55% on the year. So do you see how if you start to diversify a little bit here, when you're down not so much with Noble, you're down a little bit more with VU and VTI, you're up with something like XLP, you're obviously up with XLE. I don't have the exact data on that right now in my head, but you're diversified with different kinds of ETFs. And really, you just can withstand what's happening at this point in time. That's not to say that it's not going to be rough, but you're not going to be down 40 or 50 or 80% if you had all tech, if you were invested without diversification. So you need to be diversified in different areas. And this is a new area that I want you to add to your portfolios. All right. What should we call this Susie School? I'm going to have to think about that. But until Thursday, there's really only one thing that I want you to remember when it comes to your money. And I want you to be safe, strong, and secure. Now you know what to do. Bye-bye. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. 
Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.